What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Successes Within Reach podcast, season three, episode 14, Financial Strategies for Success. Today I have with me uh, Miss Amber Morgan. You've seen her on the podcast once before when we had an open forum, but he here she is back to give you all financial strategies for success. How are you doing this evening? Hello, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Blessed to see another day. That's right. Amen. <laughs> All right. Before we get started, as always, you can join in the conversation and submit your questions and comments at www.facebook.com slash SIWR podcast. Once again, join in the conversation, submit your questions and comments at www.facebook.com slash SIWR podcast. All right, let's get started. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you got into uh, the finance field. So first and foremost, thank you for having me on. Hello, everyone. Um, so my name is Amber Morgan with Amber Morgan and Associates. So I am a licensed money coach. I legit fell into being a licensed money coach. Um, so I don't know about you, but no one ever went around knocking on, you know, my door, letting me know how money worked. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a very transparent person. Um, so, you know, I went to college, had my degree in psychology, you know, um, you know, did some things in my field, but I did notice that I needed to know more about how money works. Cause if you don't know, the rules to any game you're not going to win. So I need to know more about, you know, the money game because I know there's several of us on here that knows about student loans and stuff. And I was like, I need to know a little bit more about it. Um, so one thing led to another. Um, you know, I, I had um, inquired um, with someone. I had some questions I, and um, met with them. Um, just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here now. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Tell me a little bit more about how money works. And then one thing led to another, and I it was like, well, this is this is it for me. You know, I, I need to tell more people. I need to know more so I can educate, you know, our community more. That's how Most definitely. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that because it's it's such a uh, needed position in our community. Like, you know, the banks are only going to tell you but so much. And most of what they do tell you is going to make sure that they keep the advantage on their side. You know, credit yes. card companies are only going to tell you but so much to make sure that the advantage is on their side as well. You know, any any relationship between a lender and a consumer, the lender is going to make sure that they're advantageous in that scenario. 
you know, so we definitely need more coaches and, and consultants and strategists to educate people. So I, I'm definitely excited to have you on here so you can drop some gems and let the people know how they can get their finances in order. Of course. So, you know, with the whole pandemic and everything, the whole world has flipped upside down in the past two years. <laughs> everything has changed. Oh, yeah. um, a lot of people completely blew through savings. Uh, some people learned, you know, uh, new crafts and new hobbies and it launched it into a new business for them. Uh, so people have seen changes on both sides of money. Um, so what are some of the biggest financial issues that you've seen people run into as they adjust to the new normal? So some of the things that I have seen and um, actually that I have a lot of um, questions about um, and, um, you know, things that I've encountered with my clients, a lot of people, one, uh, learned real quick about how to save money um, and that they should be saving money, <laughs> you know, because I don't know if like a pandemic could happen. Um, but I'm also educating on the difference between, you know, savings um, and, you know, having an emergency account, things of that nature and how to make your money work for you um, and protecting your money as well. Um, those are the, the like the main things, you know, well, I should say two main things, but the flip side to, you know, like the one, protecting income, two, knowing that you need a savings or knowing how to work your savings. Um, so that's, you know, two things, but double sided of the, of the savings thing. Mm -hmm. And when you say um, how to make your money work for you, dive into that a little bit and share with them different ways that you can make your money work for you. Yes. So, you know, I, I always get my clients laughing because I say, hey, I have a question for you. And they go, OK. And I go, you ever see money sweat? <laughs> and they're like. <laughs> No, and I'm like, yeah, me either. So make your money work for you, <laughs> right? <Gotcha. laughs> you know, with that in their mind, they're like, okay, you know, as they face different situations, they're like, okay, so is, this, is my money working working for me, you know, or against me? Mm -hmm. you know, money is like currency; like it either flows to you or from you. And if you don't tell it where to go, oh, it's, it's not, it's not flowing to you. It's not going to be coming to you. You know what I mean? Um. So with that being said. You know, the different ways to have your money work for you is having and knowing where your money is, one, two, making sure that you have an account for it, okay, how much you have coming in and how much you have going out, because a lot of times people go, I know I have money, I just don't know where I went. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, well, did, did, you, did you account for it? Like, did you write down where it went? Like, did you write down what you purchased and stuff? And they're like, oh. No, I'm like, well, I don't know where it went either. Then. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep track. Of it. You have to write down. And it's those simplistic things that will change your finances completely. Um, but the other thing is knowing what you have your money in. Some of us have savings. But like I said, I was never taught how money works. So I didn't know much about interest rates and how they work. Um, but I, what I did know was credit cards charge interest rate. Higher the interest rate, the more money came out, right? But mm -hmm. for your savings, the money that you want to keep, you want more money, more interest rate coming from working for you, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have your money in, you want the higher interest rate. 
if it's money going out, like you're lending more lower, of course. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so when I say that, people have their stuff in the savings. But what they don't understand a lot of times is the bank uses that money. And mm -hmm. they're putting their money in different things to making it work for them directly into the market. So not say that savings is bad because you need certain savings in the bank for, you know, business or whatever, you know, certain things. However, there's other avenues like mutual funds and things like that that help you make your money work for you, that helps you have that higher interest rate, you know, that helps you use that interest rate instead of using the money that you put in. So that's mm -hmm. that that that's what I always um, you know, educate on when I do meet with, with clients and having their money work for them because, you know, you out here working hard for your money, you out here sweating, you know? <laughs> Like, yeah, take a little bit of sweat off of you. It was off you, you know, a little stress off of you, you know? <laughs> Indeed. Like, I, I love that you brought that up because a lot of people don't realize the money that we put into the bank, it doesn't just sit there for your disposal. You're actually allowing them to go and make more money, spending it and investing it for things that they want. You know, that's, that's something that a lot of people don't even realize. They, that's why they try to get you to open up all of these accounts and it's say, put your whole check and put your whole life into this account. And it's oh, yeah. like, I'm not here to make you rich. I'm trying to find a way to make myself rich. Right. I mean, you think about it when you turn 18 or when you were even like for me personally, I mean, I'm not like back in the day, but you know, when you turn close to 18 or um, when you turn 18, one of the first things that I got, letters in the mail was for credit cards mm -hmm. i didn't get education on the edge on, on the on the card credit card and how it worked and the interest rate and you know how to pay it off and how it worked you know um the intricacies of that but you know what i got more letters for more you know credit cards you know zero percent apr and you know this that and the third and you're just thinking that you you establishing a lot of credit you know mm -hmm. and, hey zero i ain't got to pay anything off of this so you start using it and you start running up, you know, the card thinking that that you have to. That's the only way that you have to, you know, use that 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 card to build up credit and stuff. So, you know, it, it's definitely something that, you know, you want to look more into where our money is. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they definitely work hard to get you in that funnel <laughs> as soon as oh, you yeah. I'm not going to lie. Before I got licensed, I mean, like I said, I was young. I, I didn't know. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And I was like, oh, I need this. I need a, I need, you know, it's like, you know, picking ice cream with one of every flavor. Oh, I need one from every company. <laughs> Visa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh, I definitely fell into I that. Credit. <laughs> I didn't know. Yep. Hey, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> exactly. So in in trying to gather your finances and create, you know, some type of budget to where you can, uh, like you said, keep account for everything coming in, and everything going out. Uh, what are your essential steps, so to say, to creating an effective financial plan? So with me, so my this is my model. This is for, for everything in life, pretty much. Kiss. Keep it simple, superstar. Okay. So okay. when I sit down with some, I'm like, look, let's get let's let's take it back to the basics. Get out a pen and paper, right? Draw, you know, was it the the, the the T column? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the simple simple T. 
on your left side, you know, you have what you got coming in. On the right side, you walk or whatever, however, whatever side you want it on. I'm not picky, you know, but you have in and out. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you come, we people pretty much have a good handle on that. Whenever, when like 98% of my clients that I've met with or anybody that I've ever sat with, they pretty much have a good handle of what's coming in. You know, mm-hmm. they know. Uh, you know, when they're getting paid, how much they're getting paid, if they have a little side money, if they get a bonus, things of that nature. You know, we're, we're pretty good at, you know, knowing what we have coming in. But we, what we have going out, a lot of times, that's the issue. Because we don't account for that coffee we pick up every morning. Mm-hmm. So we don't account for, oh, um, the the pair of shoes that we like to get you know, every Friday, you know, going out, you know, spending money or something like to go store, you know, was that window shopping, but you get a pair of shoes or something, you know, but also what comes with it. When you go out, you normally are eating, you know what I mean? You know, you, the, the stuff doesn't add up that does those things, those things add up, but you don't think about it, you know, unless yeah. you see it, you know, so you have to look at it, you know, see it in front of you, because if you're not tracking it, then you don't know. You know, um, it can easily get away from you. This, the average person wastes about $200 eating out, you know, mm. I'm not going to say every month, you know, every other week, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Depending on where you're going and where you're living um, and, and if you, you know, who you're buying for, probably a little more than that. So, yeah. you know, that that's, it's those things that um, the, the simplistic things in out and then a lot of times if we're not quite sure how much we are spending out i break it down and i say look every day for the next seven days track everything that you spent we'll tally it up at the end of the week and then we come back and we break it down that way even further if you're if you don't have a you know, um, a grasp of like, okay, you know what? I generally, I spend this much out, you know, I'm like, all right, let's break it down. What, what do you spend it? Like, what do you do every single day? Write it down, do a little, you know, money diary, you know, spinning diary journal, whatever you want to call it. But that's how I, I get the full picture because if you don't see the mm-hmm. full picture, you're not going to get the, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to change your mindset to change your bank account. Does that make sense to change your finances? Because it really is a mindset. And the other thing is you have to, it's one thing to want to want to do something, but there's actually another thing to want to actually do the steps and do the action behind it. So that's the other thing. Mindset is, is the mindset is, is, is I'm like, look, do, do we want to want or do we want? Because we can, you know, even break it down there, like, you know, attach your why to it and things that, things of that nature. Um, but that's pretty that's much definitely. the yeah, you know, the, the in and the out, and then we take it from there. What can we take out from your out? You know, mm-hmm. what can we cross off that list? Or what can we reduce? You know, even if it's, um, you know, like something big that we think that we, you know, that we need, we can't um, reduce, like auto insurance. Every six months, you can have that called, you know, and get a you know, lower interest rate. Um, you check to mm-hmm. see if you're interested. Even credit card APRs, you can get that down. You can call in and, and ask to have it lowered. 
and then you can pay more to pay off quicker. You know what I mean? So those are the those are the the things that um, you know, depending on you know what your goals are, is what we brainstorm on. Okay, and. It- you know, I know it, it differs for every person because everybody's situation is different, but just generally, um, how much of a person's check should they uh, be putting towards savings? Like I know some people say 10% of your check, 20% of your check. Yeah, It okay. So like you said, it does depend on the person. Um, if basic blanket, 10%. Um, some people can stretch it depending on their responsibilities and mm-hmm. on you know what bills that they have um you know um they might be able to do 20 percent. you know what i mean but the 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 basics of the basics you know 10 percent. you know if, if you know if, if anything even if it's you know a few dollars here and there because it adds up the interest rate adds up and i can't stress that enough um because some mm-hmm. people don't have any money i'm like every little bit counts those few extra dollars that you get from a bonus, uh, a few extra dollars, you know, that someone gave you for a tip or something, you know what I mean? A few dollars extra that you have left over. Um, like, you know, sometimes you sell random things, you know, spending it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, like when you were talking about itemizing what goes out, you know, we, we've all been guilty of it. Like, sometimes it just amazes you. You go back and look at something like a a Uber Eats account or a Grubhub (laughs) account and you're like, I spent how much last month? (laughs) You know, or you you look at your regular Uber or Lyft account and you're like, all right, I need to start driving more. Like I'm I'm spending way too much money just for convenience. You know, so I, I definitely get what you're saying. Like we we can easily look at our budget and our expenditures and see, okay, I can cut back a little bit here. I can cut back a little bit there. And Hey, I do have an extra $200 a month, or I do have an extra four or 500 bucks a month. If I just do this and stop doing that out of convenience, you know, so I I definitely feel where you're coming from on that aspect. Yeah. Or even if it's like a, okay. Um, a certain brand of things, you know, if you're okay without it being brand, you know, the store brands, you know, you're okay with it. It tastes fine. Or if it works just as well, Hey, you know what I mean? Use mm-hmm. that, you know, cause that, like I said, it, it, it all adds up, you know? Now, like you mentioned emergency funds. So um, separate from your basic checking account and mm-hmm. savings account, a lot of people talk about you should have an emergency account. So yes. what is your strategy for setting up your emergency account and how many emergency accounts should we have? So essentially you should have four different funds. Um, essentially you should have, well, your emergency, you know, um, and that would be your, the first one is your, your emergency. Cause that's going to be short term. That's going to be, you mm-hmm. know, like less than a year, just in case AC, you know, goes up or a flat tire, um, water heater, um, you know, so you don't have to come out of pocket for that. The, the money that you've had in your emergency account that had that higher interest, you can just take off the top of that interest and use that money. And the reason why mm-hmm. I say emergency account as opposed to that savings, because remember we talked about that savings with the bank and everything. 90% of the time you have something in mutual fund, it's going, you know, um, like for me, I've had my mutual funds like it's a higher percentage as opposed to the savings in a bank most i've seen 
Um, and a bank is maybe 3%. It's like some kind of special, some kind of special they have going, but usually it's like 0. Mm -hmm. 0.0 something. If yeah. something it begins with point zero, <laughs> like um, I'm quite sure it's it's not going anywhere anytime soon or anytime fast. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. So that we talked about, you know, that's that's what I talk about with um, you know uh, having your emergency account and the um, you know having your money work for you with a higher interest rate. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure if that really. <laughs> it, I, I kind of went on a. On a uh, Andrew, there on the uh, interest rate, did that kind of answer it? Well, it, it did because, uh, you know, like when I was talking about over the past couple of years, you know, but some people completely drained, you know, the savings that they did have. And, you know, yes. I, something you hear people say a lot, man, I wish I had an emergency fund. I wish I had an emergency fund. I, you know, their job may have laid them off in the pandemic hit um, or, you know, um, they may have lost their job just altogether because the company went under. So right. they were using everything that they had saved up. But then, like you say, a flat tire happens right. or a water heater right. blows out and they didn't have an emergency fund. So then they right. either had to go without or either start running up credit cards. Right. You know, right. so it's, it's one of those things. A lot of people just look at their savings account as an emergency fund instead of having an emergency fund separate from that. Exactly. You know, so that's why I wanted to make sure that we covered that, that you're talking about two separate accounts. Yes. And so with that also being said, I'm going to circle back around with that the emergency account. We have to understand what an emergency is. OK, so, you know, going on a trip is not an emergency. <laughs> OK, <laughs> you know, uh, getting her daughter nails done is not an emergency, <laughs> you know, which is another reason like people, you know, oh, man. I, you know, the, clicking that Amazon button, that is not an emergency. You know, understanding what an emergency, mm -hmm. what an emergency is and establishing that, like I said, it's a mindset. A mindset has so much to do with that. But understanding that emergency account, I'm not supposed to be touching that. Um, but I know you asked me how many accounts. So the emergency, is, is you just need one emergency account. Um, and then, you know, you should have a minimum of $1,000 in there. Um, okay. Course, you know, some account i mean some emergencies cost a little bit more um than that but your goal should be at a thousand a thousand dollars um the mm -hmm. minimum you know ideally you know if you're single three months of your um uh, of what you're spending um and then if you're married you know six months um so those those are you know the goals the milestones for your emergency accounts i mean because you also have um you know this, a separate account for, you know, a long, longer term, like for your trips, you know, for mm -hmm. the vacation next year, for that car, for that, you know, that's, you know, your intermediate is a year long account. You know what I mean? Um, that's something that you also want to put money in to build on, you, you know? So distinguishing that from the emergency accounts, you know, while you're building that, you can build that, um, the intermediate account as, as well. So, your whichever, you know, thing that you're saving up for a car or whatever have you, a little bit more of a planned bigger expense. Does, does that make sense? Most um, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, you have that. So you're planning for that. You also have another account um, for your retirement that you want to make sure you're putting, um, you know, together um, separate from your 401, from your, from your uh, 401k or whatever you have at work, because you always want to own Whatever you have, you always want to own, um, you know, because 
the things that you have at work, that 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 can be a null and void. Those are benefits that can be snatched from you at any point in time. Don't care how long you've been with the company. Don't care how many awards you've gotten. That can be snatched at any point in time. Whenever there's budget cuts, benefits are usually the first to go. So you don't mm-hmm. want to be dedicated in 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 you know BSOL with nothing, you know, or, or with um, a cut, a major cut with that. So you always want to make sure you are building outside of your work. Um, and that's, you know, same for your income protection as well. Um, but you always want to make sure that you own your own so you have control over it. You don't want someone else having control of your money like that. Um, and then, of course, the, uh, yeah, and, and then the other account, I would say, is um, your hopes, and your, your goals and dreams. So, you know, the longer term, like, you know, I do want to save up my house, but you know what, I'm saving up for, you know, this jacuzzi, um, you know, uh, full kitchen with, the, you know, like your dream house, you, you know, or like your dream car. You know, you need a car, but you're not going to, the first car you have to get is a Ferrari, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, yeah. you, you want to have an account to save up for that, you know, because you work hard for your money. You earn your money. Why not spend it on what you want? You know what I mean? So those are the, the, that covers the emergency account, but also the multiple, the other accounts that, you know, um, you, you were asking about. I like that. You know, uh, a lot of people forget to put a stash away for their dreams and goals. You know, we get so wrapped up in our daily lives and the hustle of trying to create a work-life balance that people forget sometimes like, hey, it's okay. Put a little bit aside for that car that you want. Put a little bit aside for that house that you want, for that trip that you want, that concert, you know, that you want to go to, whatever the case may be. You have to take time to enjoy life. You know, you regardless how much money you make, you got to remember you can't take it with you when, yes. when it's all said and done. <laughs> yes, you know? yes. Oh. And you don't want to be making it and halfway through get sick of something and you can't even enjoy it. You you want to make sure that you're able to enjoy that money as well, you know? So Exactly. And that's what, you know, we go over, you know, when I when I speak to people, when I do, you know, um when I sit down with people or when we want to speak, you know, in different events in general, um, that's you know what I want to talk about and go over. Mm -hmm. And like you, you hit on retirement, which is really, really big right now, uh, because uh, some people are enjoying their retirement. Some people are planning for retirement. And then some people are realizing that retirement may not even be there by the time, (laughs) you know, they hit 55, 60, 70 years old. As you see the stuff in the news. (laughs) Exactly. So first I want to ask you. How early do you recommend someone start planning or saving for their retirement? Are we talking 18? Are we talking 25? Are we talking 35? Look, I'm talking when we start working. As soon as you get, you, you feel like that, <laughs> that, that little papers, you know, with all those words and the numbers that you're like, look foreign to you. That's exactly when you should start. And, um, you know, unfortunately, like I said, I wasn't educated on it. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not, um, Finances and money isn't freely talked about in our community. Um, so, you know, that's why, you know, I make a point of to talk about it now. Um, but can you imagine when you first, I don't know when you first started, when I first started working. So I'm going to start, I'm not even talk about like the papers that you fill out. Like, you know, yeah, you used to have that form, the, uh, the worker, the, the, to, the workers, the, the workers form that you had to fill out. 
to be allowed to work, you know, when you were young. Mm-hmm. I'm not even mm-hmm. talking about those. I'm talking about before that. So I first started making money when I was 12 or 13 years old. I used to walk dogs. Okay. So, you know, I'd go around the neighborhood, ask people, you know, hey, because I love dogs. I was like, mm, I didn't have one at the time. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, walking other people's dogs. And that's when I started making money. I also had um, a uh, car detailing business, um, you know, and I, I, after that. So, you know, at those point in time, you know, I wish that I was able to um, invest my money then. I wish that I was able to put away. So, I mean, can you imagine if I if, at 13 when I was put, if I could, if my parents, you know, someone educated my parents, you know, on finances and putting away and, and, and interest rates and stuff. Look, I wouldn't have to work at all. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I, I think about that so often. Be, like I, look, I started isn't that crazy? Like I'd be right now, would we be conversating? And do you know what would be in the background? Some blue water. <laughs> blue water and a blue sky right now. I'll tell you that. And some white, some white sand. I'll tell you what. This is where our conversation would be, okay? Yeah. Like you know? I, I started working, I think I was 15. Um, yeah. like couldn't wait soon as they said, I think it was like 15 to six months to get your worker's permit or whatever. That, that's what it's called, uh, the worker's permit. Yes. Yeah. Soon as I, soon as I reached it, I was like, let's go, you know, but like you said, back then we didn't know what we didn't know. So we didn't, we weren't thinking about, you know, putting this to the side and setting up these different accounts, but man, oh man, like you said, had we known then what we know now, it'd be a completely different conversation. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know, but yes. again, this is why it's so important for us to share this information. So not only can those that are in our, you know, generation learn it and be able mm-hmm. to apply it, but more importantly, pass it down. Amen. You know, because even in, in some schools, they still aren't teaching this today. No. But then you have some other schools, this is a part of regular curriculum. Hello. I'm hey, you I'm know. just saying. <laughs> I'm just, hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> we knew better, we did better. I'm just saying, you know. I, I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, and like you said, that's that's that you hit the nail on the head because when you said to educate our our kids, you know, our the next generation, you know, mm-hmm. it's not for me to okay, great, I know how the money game works you know, and take it from there. No, I'm passing. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm creating generational wealth. Great. We talk, we hear about this in social media all the time. Generation wealth, generation wealth. That's great. But you can give person all the money in the world and it wouldn't matter if they didn't know how to work it. You know, look, my kids, my, my daughter just turned four this past Saturday and my son just turned six in March and they can tell you the value of money. They can tell you, you know, uh, you know, what is more, you know, the, 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 the basics, um, mm-hmm. putting their money away, saving this stuff, because now that I know, they're going to know, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm helping them now to get in that mindset and to understand that because it's not enough that I make the money. They need to know how it works and how to make sure it works for them. You know, um, I'm, I'm very, very passionate about that. You know, I'm, I, I do a whole lesson about that. I, I, I take a whole teacher moment <laughs> with a child. Now, 
you got a yeah. dollar there. And they're like, it's crazy anti I mean, it's, they know. But it's so important because too many people have left fortunes to their kids and grandkids just for it to be wasted. Because like yeah. you said, they didn't know what to do with it. You know, yeah. they spent it. They bought all kind of stuff. They were balling outrageous. And then it's not even two or three years later and you've completely wasted grandma and granddad's fortune that they left. Yes. You know, yes. people have to teach their next generations about money, about investing, about setting up accounts, about credit, about mortgages, mm -hmm. about interest right. rates, like all of that, because like you said, you can make all the money in the world, but if you don't know what to do with it, what right. good is it? Yeah, I mean, if you don't know how to handle two hundred dollars, how you gonna handle two hundred thousand? More money doesn't make like you know it, it, it easier. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. that's a lot of that happened. You know, with the influx of like um, athletes, um, you know, or you know, uh, actresses and actors that that hit it big and stuff, and they really got that money coming in, and they're like, what happened? They didn't know how money worked. No one educated mm -hmm. them anybody in the corner and have the back in that capacity you know so i'm i'm yeah. really whoever i see out you know <laughs> they can tell you i'm talking about money somehow some way somewhere you know somewhere um so yeah and even bigger if if you do acquire you know a, a lot of money and you don't know what to do with it trust and believe everybody around you that does know mm -hmm. is going to make sure they get it from you Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like it's it's horrible when you look at the athletes that were robbed by their own managers yes. or, or robbed by their own accountants. Yeah. You know, yes. um, yeah. I just looked at an interview not long ago. Uh, what's his name? The rapper Chameleon there. He was like, you know, he hired one of the money managers that Jay-Z had. And when he went through his books, he had like so many millions of dollars that were missing. And he was like, I didn't spend it, but nobody can tell me where it is. Hello. You know. Like you, you have to have the right people around you, but more importantly, you have to educate yourself on, like you said, what's coming in and what's going out, because otherwise people will take it from you and you won't mm -hmm. even have a clue until it's too late. And there's nothing you can do about it because yeah. you have no clue who exactly who took it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, let's even let's even let's even take it down to the basics. You know, when someone passes away in a family. Oh, we know real quick you know, the true characters and colors of, 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 of family members and things of that nature, you know, but we, we come mm -hmm. out, you know, full force with that, you know, we rely too much on the GoFundMe's, um, they're a business. They take their percentage out. They take it right off the top. So you better hope you make yeah. enough, you know, because yeah. hey, the, you know, the, we rely too much on the GoFundMe for, for um, income protection, for life policies, we rely too much on it for um, for retirements. Like they take their percentage, sweetheart. Like, and we we don't think about that, you know. Mm -hmm. And when you're getting that money, everybody else around you is is is, is has their hand out too, you know. I'm like, it, you really have to, like you said, know who's in the corner, who has your back. Um, but like I said, it's that mindset as well, you know, to understand how money works and where where you have it and where it's going, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, before I forget on the topic of retirement, um, 
can you explain to the to the audience what IRAs are? Um, a lot of people, you know, they're like, okay, do I need to be putting my money into an IRA or some other type of mutual fund? So can you explain to them a little bit about IRAs and then exactly what type of accounts they should set up for their retirement? So it really does depend on, um, I actually have like the specialist with that. Um, it depends on, it depends on one, the client, how much they have, two, how much they're willing to put away, three, how much they're willing to match out with their job, and four, what type of lifestyle really they're expecting to live. Uh, so that that will guide you on the, you know, more of the 401k, because a lot of times you start with work, so you want to stick with 401k to 401k, um, but mm -hmm. that's an issue. And there's certain questions, um, you know, that I ask as well to distinguish you from that, you know, or the Roth, you know, you know, things like that. Um, it depends on your, um, I, we, I do a financial needs analysis. Um, so it depends on where you are with that and where you want to be. Because you, if you, you know, depending on how much you can, I'm going to say afford, but how much you, how you, how much, how much you can, you know, put away right now. It depends on how much you're going to qualify to be able to put into certain accounts. Okay. So yeah, so it, it really a little tricky there on that, in, in that aspect of things. So like, what are the biggest differences between your traditional IRA and then say a Roth IRA? Well, it depends on the taxes, um, you know, how much you're putting in, um, how much you know you're expecting coming out and how much you what brackets you are um on, on how much you're making um yearly so that's the big the big difference because the more money that you're putting away um you know like i'm putting more away like personally like i want to put in the raw um but if i'm transferring from a 401k i want to make sure that it is you know a transferable 401k to 401k. So a lot of times when you leave a job, um, they have, uh, like they matched out while you were there, but you don't want to keep your, you never want to keep your money with the job. You want to mm -hmm. with, you know, you always want to own it, but roll back with a 401k because um, you don't want to cash it out. You don't want to, um, you don't want to leave it there because you're actually losing that money. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to our first break. Once again, this is the Successes Within Reach podcast, season three, episode 14. I'm joined by Amber Morgan, and we're giving you financial strategies for success. We're taking a short break, and we'll be right back. This break is brought to you by the CEO within you. I'm Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, so I want to ask you, um, you know, a lot of parents when their children become, you know, like we were talking about a little while ago, say 15, 16, and they start working. And, you know, a lot of parents are trying to figure out exactly what type of accounts they need to be setting up for their kids. Do you recommend them just jump straight into your traditional checking and savings? Or do you recommend they set up custodial accounts for their kids? Like, I know everybody has their own, 
you know, spell on that. So what is your take on it? Um, it depends on where, where, what you're doing to do. Like if they're doing um, college, stuff like that, you want to get the bank account set up because you want them to have access to it. Definitely do that. If they're starting out 16 and they're going to be with you, um, you know, like what I plan on mine, I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead and um, do the you know custodial account because it's a different tax bracket when you set it in their name as opposed to um, when it's on, on with you. So you're paying... I would pay more, you know, investing and putting my kids' money into as opposed to if I open it with them and they're paying less. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, they're not, they're not making much of a different tax bracket, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. so um, but I would definitely, like I said, the savings to me, you know, at that, I mean, you, you don't, you don't really need a savings if you're putting it and getting more interest elsewhere, you know, getting higher interest mm-hmm. elsewhere. There's no need for the savings for my kids, and you know, like I said, the four and six. Even if they gotten older, unless they want, they need, you know, um, I would do the checking, a check, a basic checking account. A lot of times you can do it with on your account. Just add, you know, then to it. Depends on the relationship that you have with that child, but you know, that's that's what would ter- determine for me for, to be in the checking or just go ahead and put it all in and you know, making money grow. While you're younger, you want to put more in. As you get older, you have more mm-hmm. time. So you're going to need more of that, you know, to handle your responsibilities, you know? Definitely. You know, um, also something that you touched on, I just thought about it earlier. You mentioned as, uh, asset and income protection. So mm-hmm. um, we talked about that a little bit before we went on air. A lot of people don't understand what each concept means and more importantly, why they need it. Uh, so explain to the audience what asset and income protection are and then the different types uh, that, that's out there. Yeah. So we did briefly kind of, you know, uh, gloss over it um, before. So we want to distinct, um, distinguish between your asset protection and income protection. Your assets, right, are the tangible things, your car, uh, your house, um, you know, things like that. But your income mm-hmm. The biggest thing that you want to protect, the biggest thing that's making you money is you. You want to protect that income, right? A lot of us have life policies with our jobs, which is great. But remember I said, you always want to own your your policies. You always want to own your finances, have control of your finances because you don't want to work, you know, 10, 20, even five years or even to the next year. You never know if you're going to get sick, you know, Um, but you, you don't want to have that. And then all of a sudden they cut it and you don't have a policy outside the job and you got sick mm-hmm. or you, you can't, you know, get, get approved for anything. Or if you do, it's costing your arm and a leg. And you're like, well, at that point, we just take my whole body, you know, <laughs> like, hey, please. Um, so, you know, the difference, you know, like I said, the tangible asset and the income, you know, is you, you, you're, 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 you're your biggest source of income, protect it, you know, protect yourself. A lot of people, you know, who are single say, oh, I, don't, I don't really need it. Who you think going to uh, 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 put you on the ground, pay for that? It's not free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, the next kid, like, nah, I, I, I tell my own mama, I ain't got 15000 to put you in. I'm doing a policy. <laughs> you know? If I'm doing it for my mama, hey, I'm going to recommend it for everybody else too, you know? Of course, of course. <laughs> biggest thing you know but we also um have this misconstrued 
um, thinking sometimes of asset protection. I got to protect my phone. But, but we don't, we don't have, you know, the life policy, you know, um, you know, or even understanding how that works with the asset protection, like um, house insurance or car insurance, you know, just because you've been with the company for five, 10, 15 years doesn't mean you have to stay with them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a company, it's business. You know, they don't always have your best interest at heart. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're asking questions. Hey, can I, can I get a lower rate? Can I get more coverage? You know, and, and, you know, like Google isn't real research, but you can ask that company question and ask, you know, questions for another company to compare it as well, you know? So that's the biggest thing, the asset protection and understanding what assets need to be protected and income protection. Because like I said, we rely way too much on GoFundMe. Way too much. Yes. And I see that pop up every other day on my, on my, on my, you know, the ads and the feeds and stuff like that. And I'm like, my God, you know, don't nobody need to be grieving and figuring out how they're going to pay for stuff. Don't nobody need yeah. that extra stress. We stress enough living, <laughs> you know, every day. Yeah. Just like it is one of the most baffling things to me when I see celebrities that I know for sure have been in the industry 10, 15, 20 years and they pass away and their kids or their spouse have a GoFundMe. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you've been in Hollywood for 15, 20 years. What do you mean you need to go for me to bury this person? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm not comprehending that. Mm -hmm. Right. That just, and, you know, that goes along with, you know, of course, you know, wills and, and, and living wills and all that stuff. Because when they do have the money, you know, um, like um, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King and things like that, like, you want to make sure that your family, when you have that money, you want to make sure it keeps, you know, with, with, your, with your family as opposed to, it dissipating to the state, you know, or whatever. So you want to make yeah. sure, you know, with that. But yeah, I mean, you you made all this money for all these years, and you need to go fund me. Yeah, I like I'm, I'm I just don't get it. Yeah, you know, the average sense. everyday person, I understand everybody has a different situation, but when I see that for celebrities, I'm I'm just stunned every time because I'm like I'm not getting it. You have these cars, you're at all of these parties and Hollywood premieres and you have all these mansions and all this jewelry, but you pass away and yep. your family yep. needs a GoFundMe to put yeah. you in the ground. Something's not adding up here. I bet you got insurance on the dog and the and insurance on the car, insurance on the, on the car, you know? <laughs> but the, the basic simplistic, like I, I, whenever I sit with somebody, the first thing is making sure you have income protection and making sure because just because you have a life policy, don't get it twisted. Just because you have a life policy, it's not a cookie cutter, one size fits all. You know, mm -hmm. do do we know how much we're supposed? Because a lot of times people just slap a number on you and be like, oh, you, you know, you need this much. But in reality, oftentimes we're short. We fall short of how much we do need. You know. Average person falls about ten, twenty thousand dollars short of what they what they do need um for their income protection, you know. And I'm gonna mm. say life because I can't protect the life, but I protect that income, you know that 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 residual that that in that that money that you you know family's been relying on, 
or even if you know you're single like um you know having that money there for your mom or dad or whoever you know your next next kid they they don't have to worry about you know getting the money to go ahead and and, and do something with you you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, and it's, so it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes but it's the truth it's reality we all know one day we're gonna die we all know we all need yeah. money yeah <laughs> you know so you know that's that's the biggest thing with with the gofundmes and i'm just like man you know and what happens to the ones that don't have enough do another mm-hmm. go now what's plan b you know so we want to make sure that mm-hmm. we are educated and we are, like i said i didn't know any of this i didn't know any of this and so you know i sat down with somebody and was like okay so you know Learn me, teach me, learn me more, some more about money, you know. Because I need to know. Because I, you know, I, I know I'm okay, but I know I could be doing better, you know. Always, always. Mindset. Yep. Mindset. So I want to pivot a little bit uh before we start mm-hmm. wrapping up. Um to help those that are in the entrepreneurial space. Um, a lot of people start businesses, but they have absolutely no clue how to set their books up or set their accounts up. Um, so I want you to touch on this for a minute and let those know that are in the entrepreneur space, um, how they should you know, be tracking their money going in and coming out and yes. you know, re- reinvestments and all of that good stuff. Right. Um, so the first thing I always tell somebody when I um, sit with them and I find out that, you know, that business, even if it's a side business and like, oh, yeah, some other, the first thing is, like, okay, so are things separate? Do you have a separate plan for your personal and do you have a separate plan for your business? And they're like, oh, a lot of times, you know, we don't think about that. We're like, oh, I got my finances great, you know, business, wait, a business finances, wait, what? You know, you kind of just, mm-hmm. or, you know, vice versa. You know, you're like, okay, business, oh, I know how much I got coming in. I know exactly how much I got for now. I know how much I need to put away. And then they're like, my personal finances, what you mean a plan? Emergency account? I'm like, well, yeah, you want, Emergency account for your business, an emergency account for your personal. It's not going to be the same because the same amount, you know, going out for your business isn't going to be the same going out for your, your personal. But you want to make sure that you have it separate. You have your income protection for your personal. And if you're in business with somebody, you have uh, um, um, a plan with them as well, a policy with, with them. All right. That, that has, okay. uh, you know, with both of that because we don't think about that. So if me and you go in business with each other and we partners okay and we splitting everything 50 50 something happens to me you still got bills to pay you still got those loans to be off you know um so you know those like i said that's the basic of every financial plan making sure you have that you know the income protection personal um and business if you're not with business with somebody um that's a different story um but you want to make sure you have emergency account for yourself for your personal emergency account with your business now I told you the price, you know, the the, the average for your um, personal, you know, having $1,000 um, minimum. Your business, it depends on how much you're making, really. So mm-hmm. want to make sure that you have enough to stay afloat at least three months. But, you know, by the time that you got to meet with somebody, they know, okay, you know, my dry months are this or I usually sit down for here. So then, then I'm like, okay, we need to bump it up a little bit more of how much you 
put emergency account. But in either case, your money should be working for you. Okay. I, I, either case, that's the emergency account as opposed to that savings. Um, and of mm-hmm. course, asset protection. Um, some of us have a brick and mortar. Some of us don't. Um, so, you know, making sure some of us rely on the internet a lot. Make sure you have that legal protection. That's part of asset protection, you know, the tangible stuff. Making sure, you know, your the stuff on the web is protected, you know, legal protection. Because if you make, you know, some 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 bomb creams, okay, and someone has a reaction to it, do, do you have business insurance that covers that? Mm-hmm. You know, your you know, your 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 legal um your legal aid to, to help with that? Because that right there can get you in a lot of trouble. Even though you, it could not, you could not do anything wrong. But you never want to put yourself in a situation, you know, where you don't have a backup plan. So those are mm-hmm. the basics for the, for I would say, for my entrepreneurs when I would sit with somebody, the basics for your personal and your basics for your, um, you know, business. And of course, when I sit with somebody, it's it's more, you know, intimate, more um, detailed on tailored to them. But that's generally the basics of what you should be looking for um, and what you should be doing. Okay. And at what, um, I guess, threshold do you recommend a person stop using, say, a QuickBooks and actually start getting accounting professionals uh, to handle their finances? Um, it depends. Um, a lot of times, depending on how you know, the small business is, um, you're, you're pretty good, you know, using quick. Now, if your business really starts taking off and you looking like, wait, I know I had this much coming in. I'm pretty sure I had this much going out and things are starting to get questionable. That's when you need to be like, okay, you know, let me look for, for someone else to, to, to handle this. You know, someone that has more time to focus on that because in reality, you're going to start losing money. Mm-hmm. If you don't have someone, you know, Making sure things are down, you know, your your eyes are dotted and your T's are crossed, you're gonna start losing money. You know what I mean? Okay. So are we talking fifty thousand, hundred thousand, quarter mil? Uh like I said, I do that. So for me, okay, me personally, because some people have more of a background, more experience and, and are better with with you know numbers and accounting and things like that. Some people are like, you know, I got this because they've taken classes or whatever have you. Um, but if you're making, you know, you know, over fifty thousand with your um business, you might be looking to account for tax, you know, um tax um um What's it called? Tax hints, not hints. Um, tax tips and things like that. You know what I mean? Uh, with the write-offs and, and and stuff. That's that's really what you be looking for an accountant to give you that additional knowledge with taxes and making sure you IRS ain't knocking on your door, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what Definitely you want. <laughs> yeah, if you start getting questionable, like. I'm pretty sure I had this much coming in. I, 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 look, you can ask yourself questions, but you know you who you, you don't want to be asking questions. No, I already. <laughs> yeah, or as I call it, the people with the briefcase and the tape recorder. Hey, I'm just right. <laughs> hey, stay away from them. <laughs> you definitely don't want them looking, <laughs> asking questions. <laughs> 
no doubt. Oh man, this was great. Uh, before we uh, wrap up, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, um, your website as well, and how they can get in contact with you for financial services. Sure. So Amber Morgan is in everything. <laughs> I keep, like I said, my motto is piss, keep it simple, superstar. Um, but you can reach me at on my website, ambermorganandassociates.com. Um, on Facebook, uh, my business page is Amber Morgan Associates, as well as Instagram, um, Amber Morgan and Associates. Um, if you want to contact me on LinkedIn, I'm on there as well as Amber Morgan and Associates. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Not a whole lot to remember. Right? <laughs> oh, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the part of the show where I give you this week's Mind Shift moment. Uh, this week's Mind Shift moment is a clip that I saw uh, where this gentleman is pretty much giving um, an analogy to his class. But the overall message is talking about paying attention to the things that really matter in life. A lot of times we pay attention to minuscule things that don't really matter, things that really uh, deviate from the time that we need to be putting into major things in life, to major people in life, to major goals in life. Uh, so this is this week's Mind Shift Moment. Is this jar full? Is it full now? Yes. And how about now? Is the jar full now? Yes. Now I want you to recognize that this jar represents your life. Golf balls are the important things, your family, your friends, your health, and your passions. The pebbles are the other important things, your car, your, your job, your home. The sand is everything else, it's just the small stuff. Now if you put the sand in the jar first, you won't have room for the pebbles or the golf balls. The same is true in life. If you spend all your energy and your time on the small stuff, you won't have time for all the really important things that matter to you. Pay attention to the things that are critical to your happiness. Take care of the golf balls first, the really important things. Set your priorities because everything else is it's just sand. All right, and that is this week's Mind Shift moment. Pay attention to the things in life that really matter. Let the little things go. Deal with them when you have time left over from doing the things that you really should be putting your focus, your attention, your time, your energy, your efforts into. Uh, once again, I want to thank my guest this week, Ms. Amber Morgan. Thank you for coming through once again, dropping gems. Um, you know, got to have you back on again. You know, we got to do this again because, like I said, this this topic is just too important for everyone to know, but especially for our community to know so we can apply it and then pass it on to the next generation. So definitely got to have you come back through. Yes. 
<laughs> All right. Once again, I'm your host, Shannon Smith, and you can contact me on Instagram at the underscore CEO underscore within. Or if you are in need of business consulting needs, um, I provide innovative solutions to entrepreneurs and companies as well as nonprofits uh, focusing on leadership, uh, operational efficiency and growth. You can contact me at www.theceowithinyou.com. Once again, that's www.theceowithinyou.com. Or you can catch me, as always, Thursdays right here, the Successes Within Reach podcast, where I remind you that you are not designed to be good. You are designed to be great. And with that, I say stay safe and I'll see you next week.